Welcome and thank you for joining us on Inside Bend, a podcast where we get an inside look at the city of Bend from the people who keep our city running. You'll hear about the innovative ways our local government is responding to our community's needs and helping shape Bend's future. I'm your host, Jacob Larson. On this episode of Inside Bend, we're talking water conservation. Utility Program Manager for Water Conservation, Dan Denning, joins us to give us his views on water conservation and drought. He also explains what the winter quarter average is and how this system of measurement could help you save money on your utility bill and conserve water. Okay, let's jump right into this conversation now. Today on the podcast, I am joined by Dan Denning. He is the Utility Program Manager for Water Conservation here at the City of Bend. Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. No problem. Thanks, Jacob. So um, I like to start these off with learning a little bit about who you are and how you came to work at the City of Bend. So um, how how did you um, come to work here at the city? What's kind of your background and what led you here to the city? Sure. Uh, so... Professionally, my background was actually in the green industry. So I was a, a landscape contractor. And in 2008, in the recession, uh, stumbled into the profession of conservation. Um, there were uh, a lot of applicable um, you know, uh, skills that I had and uh, got a job with a, a resource conservation district. And so we were handling um, uh, conservation incentives and conservation audits for uh, most of Southern California at the time. Um, and so did that for about eight years and decided I had enough of that and uh, headed north towards Bend and uh, actually got back into the landscape industry to get my foot in the door and um, came knocking around the, the city of Bend offices and looking for, uh, you know, the possible need for a uh, uh, a water conservation person and found uh, Mike Bittner, our now utility director. We know water is a big topic here, um, really up and down the West Coast. Water conservation is extremely important. So um, in your role, kind of what's your day to day and, and what what's kind of the reasoning for your job? Sure. So, um, yeah, no joke. I mean, across the West, uh, it's a huge topic, especially this year as you know, areas in the Pacific Northwest kind of experienced more drought that we typically saw further south. Um, you know, people really started asking about, you know, well, what's going on here in Bend? And so I think, um, you know, as we grow, our day-to-day -day and our uh, our operations uh, kind of, a, it's fluid. You know, we adapt to customer needs. And so uh, our programs are based off of water data. Um, and so having good infrastructure and good, um, uh, you know, water data in front of us to help shape our efforts is, is really beneficial because then we're talking to the right customers. The other goal is, uh, you know, getting an educated public so that we come together as a community with a common interest in using water wisely and 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 creating a sustainable resource into the future uh, together. You know, it's it's not about shaming or calling out specific uh, landscapes or or plants. It's about uh, taking an interest, being cognizant of what you use, and and really knowing how much water you need, and and um, looking for the resources to figure out 
how to get there. So really, it, it kind of comes down to individuals and the choices they're making at their house that have the biggest impact, you would say, like homeowners, um, they would have the biggest impact on on conserving water across the city of Bend. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, Jacob, is uh, just a, a stat to throw out there that, you know, 60 percent of the water we produce all year in Bend goes through a landscape irrigation system. So that's at uh, mainly uh, single family residential and commercial properties that have landscape. Uh, so 56% of our um, our water use is accounted for by single family uh, residential. So that's your home with a front yard and a backyard and an irrigation system. And so there's huge potential there. You've probably kind of, you know, touched on this a little bit before, and this is probably the obvious question, but, you know, why is water conservation so important? You touched on, you know, the West is seeing droughts and all that, but specifically maybe for the city of Bend and, and looking to the future, why is it so important to have such an emphasis on water conservation? Uh, I think, you know, it's it's a word and it's a idea that people can get around uh, to make a change. Right. People think, you know, we'll interpret conservation different ways. Um, but I think, you know, the general thought process and the idea behind it is something that people can take pieces of and implement or, you know, fully step into that and, and make huge changes. So I think it's, it's going to become um, more of a regular conversation with folks just as we start thinking about, you know, and looking at things in a different way. It's our perspective of you know, when we see a green lawn and maybe an area that, you know, is underutilized, you know, that three foot wide turf strip, you know, is anybody playing soccer on that or doing anything but uh, walking their dog on it, maybe. So maybe we need to rethink a few things. And, um, you know, the level that people take that to uh, will vary. But, you know, we're here to offer resources and help and and, and assistance with that. And um, our, some of our listeners are probably wondering, you know, why in the world are we talking about water conservation? It's, you know, December and winter and we, we aren't really running our irrigation systems. But there is a reason why we're talking about it, because uh, what's something that's called the winter quarter average, um, and it has an impact on people, uh, homeowners who are ratepayers. Um, so could you maybe explain to um, the listeners what the winter quarter average is and how it could impact uh, their wallets for the rest of the year? Water conservation is year round here in Bend. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that 60% of our water goes through irrigation systems. There is savings to be had uh, in those winter months when we aren't irrigating. And that's because our winter quarter average uh, is how we base our sewer rate. We have our water meters measuring the amount of water that goes through, but we don't have a meter on the sewer. And so what we need to do is figure out a good way to account for how much water goes down into the sewer system. And when we look at the winter months of December, January, and February, essentially all the water use we're seeing, because there's no irrigation or outside water typically going when it's snowing, is water that's being used indoors. And everything indoors typically goes down the drain to the sewer system. And so we look at those three months and we average them, hence the winter quarter average. And then in July, that gets a, of the following year of the summer, gets applied to your sewer bill that you'll see on your August bill. And if you used more water than the previous year in those three months, then your sewer bill will increase. Uh, if you use less, uh, it will decrease. And so, um, 
it's important to pay attention to things like uh, indoor leaks become crucial in those times, right? It's the holidays. We have more people maybe visiting, using more water indoors. So, you know, our water use might increase for a few weeks here and there anyway. So catching any indoor leaks, toilets, leaky faucets, anything like that that's adding water use in the background is super crucial to keeping that cost low uh, on your sewer bill. Are there any other tips you might be able to give to people conservation wise um, just so they can see that impact on their on their sewer bill come summer? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, if you're a City of Bend water customer, you have access to our customer portal, uh, which is WaterSmart. And all you need is your account number. If you go onto our website at bendoregon.gov backslash watersmart, uh, you don't need anything except your account number to log in and you'll see your hourly water use. You'll get your leak alerts sent to you uh, within 72 hours. So you don't have to wait a full month of this leak going on to, to find out about it. Uh, you can also correspond with us directly through that portal uh, if you are having trouble locating the leak and we can have a customer service person come and help you. So that's a good way to just keep an eye on your water use. Uh, it shows historical and hourly water use. Um, and also from uh, the website or from WaterSmart, um, you can request a free indoor conservation kit. And so that comes with a low flow shower head, uh, a couple aerators for your faucets um, and a wash sink um, nozzle. It's all free. And all you do is apply on your form on your WaterSmart portal for your indoor kit, and we will mail that off to you. And that helps just with, you know, reducing that indoor usage. Very cool. Have you uh, been in the water conservation world here with the city? Have you seen the impacts of people um, being able to conserve that water during this winter quarter and, and see the, the change that it makes on that on that bill come the summer months? Or maybe even personally, have you seen that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think we're at uh, around $4 per CCF for sewer. Uh, so, you know, you can imagine if you if you catch one of those leaks, that's maybe seven, eight gallons per hour. Um, you know, that's a substantial savings every month on your on your bill. Um, I think in general, uh, the trend that I've seen uh, over the past few years is our average uh, single family residential water use declining, which is a good sign. And so that's, you know, people being cognizant, paying attention. Um, and hopefully, you know, taking advantage of, of using these services in this portal. We talk about it all the time that individuals really um, kind of are the driving force behind the water usage in the city. And I, I work with the public a lot in my uh, role here with the city. So I feel like a question I get quite often is, OK, that's great. But I as one person, do I really make that much of an impact if I'm doing my part like nobody else is doing it? But does it make an impact that what, uh, you know, that individuals are making different choices with their water usage? Absolutely, Jacob. I mean, it's it's hard to think on the, the community scale, but if everyone has that same attitude, then we're not going to go anywhere. Right. So it starts with one and, uh, you know, spread the word, uh, you know, tell your neighbors about it. Uh, and that's the whole idea of, of kind of taking the outreach approach is just to get people aware of it. And uh, different th different parts of that are gonna appeal to different folks. And, um, but there's something for everyone and everyone has a part. Is there like one single thing you, you kind of look to and say, hey, everybody do this and this will make a, a huge impact on water usage across the city? Um, 
for us, the, a huge thing and a hard thing to look at on a daily basis is the water waste. <laughs> you know, whether I'm driving into work or out in the field, you know, uh, seeing water run down the street is just one of those things that it really eats away at me. And um, and it's it's so simple to fix and it, it just takes time and a little bit of acknowledgement, um, you know, an investment of just, you know, taking a look at that system periodically, uh, make taking a half hour to make those adjustments or getting a hold of your landscaper or someone uh, get a hold of us here at the city of Bend. We follow up on those reports um, and and we take that as an opportunity to to talk with the contractor, the property manager, the homeowner about that and, and offer them some help because uh, you know that's one thing I can I think I think we all agree on that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, when somebody when you go through the neighborhood and somebody's watering the sidewalk, that's probably just hurts you inside a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say irrigation, like personal irrigation for your yard, that is really a big driver of conservation as well? I know we talk about like um, adjusting your sprinkler system, so maybe it's not running every day and those sorts of things. But do you see um, irrigation as being a really big driver of water usage here in the city? Absolutely, Jacob. I mean, I've got graphs that would make your eyes pop out, you know, of just what irrigation does to our seasonal demands. And, you know, to put it in perspective, you know, one of those spray sprinklers that you have on your lawn puts out as much water per minute as your shower head. So if you've got 10 of those running at a time on your lawn on one station, that's like 10 people taking showers. So you can kind of see the ratio of, of how that uh, adds up to, um, you know, our total water use. And so, yes, that's a, that's a very easy um, and uh, an obvious opportunity for, for anyone who's interested in, in taking uh, part in conservation efforts is, is start outside and, um, you know, we've got tons of resources and, and workshops that we put on every year uh, to help people uh, know what to look for and, and have some uh, appealing alternatives for folks. Do you see like the doom and gloom? I guess this is kind of a, a, a scary thing to think about. But like, is there a scenario where if we don't make changes, you know, we're kind of out of luck and out of water. Yeah, you know, I hear I heard that a lot this this summer. You know, people calling up. Well, can I wash my car? And and we're not there yet. Uh, but certainly, you know, the, there's possibilities to be there if we if we don't do something right. Uh, because we don't know. Uh, there is variability in that. And and I can tell you that we do a very good job of. Um, tracking the water we have on a daily basis. You know, we do a very good job of making sure our meters are accurate. You know, we're not losing water anywhere, that our pipes are solid, that, you know, we're not losing it in conveyance. Um, so I would say, um, you know, we are very diligent about making sure that, um, you know, we are providing water with minimal loss and, and with the highest efficiency. Uh, after that, you know, we can't tell people what to do. <laughs> But yes, we're, we have uh, we're, we're lucky enough in our location that we're close to our water source and we have uh, a very reliable water source uh, in the Cascade range. Um, uh, but certainly as we look to the future, you know, we are thinking about those sort of things in our long term planning. And and that's one of the reasons we're emphasizing conservation. So we never get into that situation. 
you kind of just touched on this, that we do have a reliable water source in the Cascade range. Um, but I feel like the talk around town right now as we head into the colder winter months is, oh, gosh, we could really use this a winter where we get a ton of snow and it really dumps on us um, and we build up that snowpack as we head into the spring. Um, so and and having those moderate winters the last couple of years like we did have what what kind of impact do those moderate winters have versus a big snow event um especially you know up in the cascades like you mentioned where the water source is and i'm not gonna get over my skis here in the geology territory but you know <laughs> uh that snowpack isn't instantaneous right so it takes several years to infiltrate through the basalt and make it into the aquifer. So there's, there is a delay in that. It's not, we get a good snowpack this year and then all our problems are solved. You know, it's more about the consistency and the timing of that snow melting. Um, you know, so if we get earlier spring snow melts that affects us uh, and how much goes to surface water versus groundwater. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really that question of variability. Um, but certainly, yes, we'd like to see a good snowpack up there every year um but we we've got to deal with what we get and just continue to monitor and make adjustments it's adaptive management <laughs> yeah that's a great point i was just thinking you know it seems in talking to you there's so many different factors that play into water from what everybody can do on their own to the type of weather we get to how hot it gets in the summer and and all of those sort of things so how do how do you and your role kind of um <laughs> work with all of that and and roll with the punches um based on kind of what mother nature throws at you yeah i think you just have to pay attention to what's going on and control what you can control we're we're not at the point where we're making snow or anything like that and so it's you know start with again like you mentioned you know what can one person do we'll start in your little area of your home you know and and what do how do we use water as an individual or a family um you know how do our neighbors do that? Is there a larger group? Could we, you know, talk to our HOA or our neighborhood association about, you know, what we're concerned about? And and maybe, you know, it, things will grow. It just, it it needs to start with everybody just figuring out what they need to do and, and start there, right? Those are the things we can change. What, what for you kind of um, motivates you, keeps you going, keeps you wanting to do the job that you're doing? I, you know, I was a person who was lucky enough to find something that I just absolutely love. And, uh, you know, that that keeps me waking up every morning, uh, you know, <laughs> despite any hurdles. Um, but, you know, aside from my own selfish reasons, it's it's it is the community. It's it's the world that my kids are going to grow up in. Um, and, you know, we're starting to see effects of this all throughout the globe, not just in the United States and just uh I feel like we have an opportunity to do something now. And so let's just start doing it while it doesn't take much effort. It's, it's not costing us much and it's not a huge uh, hurdle to, to do something on uh, right now. I think that's the biggest driver is just seeing the opportunity we have. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk water conservation and explain the uh, winter quarter average to our listeners. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you to Dan for joining us on today's podcast. If you would like to learn more about what you can do to save water, head to bendoregon.gov conservation. 
Thank you for tuning into Inside Bend. If you enjoy listening, don't forget to subscribe and you can check back each month for new episodes. And also a very special thank you to the Pitchfork Revolution for providing us with this music. Thank you.